0: Edward
1: Zachary. Dude. So I have a, I have a question. Maybe it's an observation, but maybe you Mm -hmm. can kind of give me some insight. Do you notice that like your wife or maybe just women in general, they get super excited when they see like a small puppy or like a small baby or even, even like, Oh, that car. It's so small. It's so cute. Right. Like, do you, have you noticed that? Yeah. You know where that stops? Dildos. I have never seen a woman be like, oh, yeah, I just bought this new dildo. It's literally the size of my pinky, and it hits all the spots. Every one of them is like a fucking arm. Like, why? why? I, I don't know. You got them
0: ones that have those, like, pocket ones so where they're, like, on a bus or a plane or something. They need a little...
1: Well, yeah, but bit. those girls are freaks, and they can just get off on, like, you know, the dryer being off cycle or whatever. But, like, I don't understand... Because cause I'm telling you, like, you know, the, the berry guy that they send around in the memes with, like, the long dong like that, right? <laughs> like, that's not real. Like, there is no man on Earth. And you know what? If there is a man on Earth, like, I, I bow down to you. If, you. if you're walking around with a fucking eggplant, like, more power to you, buddy. You
0: talking about these guys that every time they get a boner, they need a blood transfusion?
1: Right, yeah, the guys that kind of get woozy and lightheaded when they get hard. Like, I don't <laughs> know up, how baby. those guys function in give, life.
0: Give me a minute. Hold
1: Okay, right. I'm like they lose, they lose concentration. And their brain just freezes. Like I don't, I've obviously I'm not that guy, right? I I'll never be that guy, but I just find it hilarious that women don't even recognize the double standard. It's such bullshit. But, yeah. but if you, if you say that you like everything big and then you talk about her having small tits, like that's, that's frowned upon. That's body shaming.
0: I hate going into Subway and asking for six inches, and then I'm just like, that's not six inches. You're, you're lying to me, right?
1: So the problem is that we've all been trying to explain to the, the female race of the world that this is six inches. And it, hey, you know,
0: every inch counts.
1: They always tell you it's a game of inches. I ain't got much, but I got 230 pounds of push, and she's going to feel something. I'll say all I know is is that my license says I'm six two, and I'm lying about those inches also. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, I just had to just had to get that off my chest. Every time you see like one of those one of those freaking you know Thunder sock five thousands, they're always massive in the movies, you know. And I'm, I'm wondering if like you go into a sex shop,
0: if like they have a clearance rack and it's nothing but the small dildos that don't get touched. They're like, they take AAA batteries.
1: Well, I mean, eventually it's like, you know, even even Scion realized they can't sell the IQ anymore. You know what I nah. mean? So I think eventually they just realized nobody likes them small. Fucking women are getting crazy buying
0: these fucking dildos with uh, a pull cord on it, using half and half just to get it started.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, what's the fuel ratio on your dildo? Like, <laughs> that's, that's pretty... <laughs>
0: Baby, were you mowing the lawn in the bathroom? What are you doing?
1: Yeah, hey, can somebody open a, a window so we can ventilate the, <laughs> the gas out of this thing? Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's just something I something I noticed. I just, I just don't give it.
0: Yeah, women can buy all these dildos, but heaven forbid I buy a KFC fleshlight and I'm the fucking weirdo. I don't understand it.
1: Uh, no, unless, only if it's uh scented and it's waffle chicken uh that's the only way it works (laughs) can you imagine like that never mind that's that's a whole other hold on you're talking about having a fleshlight
0: that has a scent to it of food yeah you're getting off while you're worried like hungry now you're like man after i bust this load i'm gonna go ahead and get me a 12 piece i don't know man it could be like a form of dieting Well, it's a quick workout right i don't think you get your heart rate up quick enough
1: i mean yeah you know back in the day i probably did you know because i didn't really know what i was doing but now that i got it down to a science i i probably don't even break a sweat anymore that's gonna
0: seg me into something and i've heard people talk about this before is like chicks that try too hard with hand jobs just stop all right nobody can beat me at. i
1: literally thought this the other day like wait so you're gonna pleasure me by doing the same shit that I do when nobody's home. Right. That doesn't work for me. Yeah. Use your mouth. You I'm the master
0: adult. at doing that. Nobody can beat me at that. No. Mm.
1: I agree 100%. There's a reason why you go after someone else, right? <laughs> it's not for them to do the exact same thing that you do. When I was dating, I never had a chick go, I give the best hand jobs. No. Usually they're unenthusiastic and they're like, oh, my arm hurts. I'm so tired.
0: Right. Like, bitch. You can up. wave your arms all day in an argument and run your jaw all day. But, oh, my arm's tired. Oh, my mouth is dude, tired. Dude,
1: that's one thing I have never heard. I have never heard a woman pause an argument to go, oh, I'm sorry, my jaw hurts. Bitch. <laughs> <sighs> so, you ready to get this shit going, dude? Well, first, first I, I think before we get into the nitty gritty, I have, I have to make an apology. Edward, I am sorry. Uh-oh. I have made a comment prior about, we talked about our favorite sports movies and top 10 sports movies and all that. I need to make uh, a reiteration. I need to make a correction to what I have said in the past. Okay. Any given Sunday, very good movie. It is. So I I have only seen it now three times. Um, first time that I saw it was in the movie theater and I think I was young and I was just trying to mess around with the person that I was there with touching bra straps. Yeah, I think, and that was more of the focus. And so I don't believe that I gave it the attention that it deserved. And it is a very good movie. It showed up now on Netflix. And so I plugged to Netflix, by the way. Um, so it showed up in my suggested movies. So I watched it. And it's amazing. It, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, it gives you a different perspective. I don't know how realistic it is to. Uh, well, so I heard that they the NFL tried to sue the production company because it portrayed the NFL in a bad light. Um, the only other thing I've ever heard saying that is the TV show used to be called Playmakers on ESPN. Um, they also were sued by the NFL, and oh that's yeah, why, that's why they're no longer a show because their their portrayal was too realistic. What about did, did you ever watch Ballers? I did watch Ballers. Um, I didn't find the Rock believable. Have you ever found him believable in any of his uh, same yeah, bullshit like, so, acting? he's played he played a football player i mean i think he played a quarterback and i didn't find that believable but you're talking about what was it uh the one where he has a kid there's the tooth fairy and or game plan yeah that's the disney movie right he was a quarterback i didn't believe that one but it's a disney movie that wasn't right. the premise of the movie so good iron game um i believe him more as like a motivational person yeah i i believe that um but, dude, all I can say is Al Pacino's portrayal of the coach in any given Sunday, like, he should have won a fucking award for that. Yeah. He was on fire. Even Cameron Diaz is, what, the GM or the owner? like. Yeah, she's the owner's daughter. I guess she takes over the team, but she yeah. also becomes the GM. Yeah. Um, and then also, so I got so into it that I started reading, like, the trivia of it, you know? And so, supposedly, there was a rumor that, like five years later after that movie was made, they were going to make a sequel where Al Pacino, oh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen a movie that was 30 years ago. Um, supposedly they were going to make a sequel where Al Pacino is the coach of that expansion team in New Mexico with Beeman as the quarterback and they were going to like have a rivalry with the Miami team. And I guess it just never got made. Oh, and then on top of that, do you know who was originally cast to play uh, Beeman? No. Puff Daddy. Sean Puffy Cone. I would have watched it. I no, watched it would have been stupid. I wouldn't watch. Mm-hmm. watched also, it. Also, on top of that, um, who else? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker was, was selected to play uh, Willie Beeman, and it wouldn't no. have been the same. Now, no. one thing that I have to say, I watched all the throws, okay? And in every throw where they show the quarterback's face, not Jamie Foxx. Now, I know that he swears to this day that he made those throws. Cap. He, no he probably made them off the camera, like in well, practice. Or I'm whatever. sure he can throw, right? Because, like, most people can throw. But I, I don't think those, those pretty spirals, I don't think those were him. Well, But, anyway.
0: We need another good sports movie to come out soon. I know Kurt Warner movie came out, and it got horrible reviews from some of the things I saw. Some of the
1: media does not like Kurt Warner, so there's that. Well,
0: I also, I mean, practically we grew up watching most of his stuff come out, and we already know about him being a grocery store worker in arena football and then goes to the NFL to win Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. To me, like, that's enough. I don't need to sit through a two-hour movie to see how all of it unfolded. I don't care.
1: No, I'm, I'm with you, unless there's something that's going to be revealed that's, that's a little bit different. Um, right. Now, now had, had this movie been, been made like 20 years from now, and they talk about Kurt Warner, right. that would be different, right? Because that's not really a front-page story. And really, now that I'm saying it out loud, we probably haven't heard that story in like 25 years, you know? But, but I'm with you that we know the story. It's not... I, I think that the way that the game is now...
0: And how they find talent almost anywhere, and maybe he was a part of why scouts are going everywhere to look for people, like his story is just bland now, right yeah, yeah
1: so it's not that far fetched anymore
0: and when you think of top tier quarterbacks, do you really think of kurt Warner? uh I mean, in his time, yeah, in his time, but I'm talking over the span of n f l are you going I, mean, I don't he's a top five quarterback, he's a top ten quarterback,
1: no. no. No, he's not. No. No. So, well, anyway, speaking of quarterbacks, we got some news coming. So you want to you kick this motherfucker off? Let's go. Woo!
0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of 2. Want to be Athletes Talk Sports? I'm Ed.
1: I'm Zach.
0: And here we are again, assholes, for another train wreck. As always, this episode is brought to you by rrsportsbetting.com. Text the number one eight seven seven bet and win. Use the code wannabe for free hundred dollars in gameplay. We got an NBA play in tournament going on. Last night, Minnesota won. Um, don't get me lying; I don't remember the second team that won last night because I'm I was a little inebriated, probably. Who knows? <laughs> the Nets won against Cleveland. Uh, tonight, we got Hornets at Atlanta. We got Spurs at New Orleans. So get in while you can. And then we still have more of the NBA playoffs going on after that. We've got Major League Baseball going on right now. We've got USFL coming up in a couple of days. Yeah, Um, that's on Saturday, right? Dude, I don't know if you've watched anything going on with like USFL right now. They are putting in some stuff that is going to make this league, in my opinion, interesting. Now, it might be just because of the fact that it's new and fresh and stuff like that, and you're seeing a lot of third-string fourth-string undrafted uh, players coming into this league. Yeah, it's only eight teams, but I'm kind of excited to watch this. I want to see how it goes. They've got a chip inside the ball to tell you where the first down is. When you score, you get three options on an extra point. Uh, overtime – each team gets three uh, downs, and if it both ties after that, it goes into sudden death. Like, there's so much shit in this that I'm like,
1: holy crap. Well, this so also, they have the kickoff thing, right? Instead of an onside kick, you can have fourth and 13. Is that how that works? Yes. I, I'm worried that they might be trying too hard, but I understand that the NFL is a juggernaut. They've perfected what they're doing, and to some people they're actually making a downturn with some of the rules. And so I, I'm on board with, with some of the downturn. And so I'm worried that the USFL is looking at, oh, my God, we got to take down the juggernaut. And it's like you don't have to swing for the fences right out of the gate. Start with, like, little things. And and I think so far they haven't bitten off too much. They're okay. They're, they're right. doing the right thing. Um, I I like the idea that we're going to have football in the spring. That's a cool idea. And they don't have to compete with the NFL. So, I mean, they will have to compete with the NFL draft next weekend, but.
0: Well, they'll have that. And then next year, the XFL is supposed to come back in full swing. They'll probably be competing with them on there. But to me, as a fan, I'm not seeing a competition. I'm
1: seeing double football whenever NFL is over with. Right. I'm, I'm thinking now, like now that you just said that, I forgot about the XFL coming back with the Rock. Um, yeah. So what if what if the XFL and the USFL merged? So they won't do
0: that because the XFL already has contracts and ties with the NFL to where they're testing out safety protocols and equipment and different um, technology things that are going to be transferred over to the NFL if, if it's successful with the XFL. So the fact of seeing those two merge, I mean, could it possibly go down the road to where XFL becomes so big that they buy out the USFL and expand teams and now they have more players and so forth? Absolutely, it could happen, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. The first thing that has to happen is the USF, USFL excuse me, being successful, right? Yeah. Getting the fan base, getting the viewership, getting just the excitement for this to continue on. Because this could be a one-and-done kind of deal, right? Um, you look at some of these rosters, and there's really no big names on there. Now, there are some players I know just from... Over the years, seeing the drafts or collecting sports cards or whatever it may be, I'm like, oh, okay, I know who this is and so forth. But for the most part, like a lot of fans, a lot of normal fans are going to watch this and be like, who the hell is that? And who knows? This might be something like what the XFL did to where we saw un- unknown draft, undrafted people, excuse me, I can't talk today, undrafted people get to show their true talents and then they get picked up by the NFL. We saw that with, um, what was he, the Houston Roughnecks? Their quarterback, uh, uh, PJ Tucker. Yeah, um, and he got picked up by either Carolina or Seattle. I don't Carolina.
1: Remember. So oh, he might be in Seattle now. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, those, and those are good things. Those are good stories. You know, you get you get a guy like that that's an undrafted free agent, doesn't get picked up by a team or gets cut by a team late or whatever. He can join this league still stay in strength like in in strength training and conditioning and all that kind of stuff and still be ready to play but then also get to play in games that are going to be broadcast where they can show off their talents yep um now they won't be obviously they won't be playing with um like you know true NFL talent but these are guys that are fringe NFL talent and so those guys are better than playing pickup games on the street or anything like that so this this is going to be i think this will be the closest we have to um, like a a minor league for the NFL. Um, I think that's, that's what you said with the XFL. That's what they're wanting to do. Um, I think it's in the best interest of all the players, all the teams and the NFL to have a minor league system because, you know, some guys, they, they, they're good enough in college, and then they hit a growth spurt, right. Or their body changes. Or how many times do you hear about a guy who was a, you know, an all state quarterback in high school now he's a wide receiver and now he's a linebacker. Or now he plays tight end. And so that now they get a, a place to to fine-tune like the fundamentals and all that kind of stuff. Dude, I'm I'm all for it. I'm super behind it. Um I can't wait to start watching games. Yeah, it looks like the first game is gonna be uh Saturday at six thirty, and then they're gonna play uh Sunday at eleven, Sunday at three, Sunday at seven. So I need to reach
0: out to uh our sponsors to see if They are going to be on the books if the USFL is going to be on the books. Uh, So we can go ahead and start pushing that a little bit more. I know I'm jumping the gun earlier when I said that that should be on there. Uh, But we will see. I'm sure it will be. Um, Another league that is starting up uh, its second year now. I want to say, yeah, it started last year. uh, And I I mentioned it before, the Fan Controlled Football League. Oh, yeah. With Johnny Manziel. T.O. is going to be on the team with Johnny Manziel. Josh Gordon came from there. Uh, was able to get back into the NFL. Ugh, excuse me. So those of y'all who don't know, Fan Controlled Football League, if you watch it, I think they do it on Twitch and they may have it on some other like streaming channels. But they throw up the plays and the fans get to choose what play is going to get called. Right. So it's almost like you're playing Madden with real people. Um, it's an interesting league. It's an arena league. It's owned by a lot of uh, former players and stuff like that. Each team is owned by former players, I believe. I think Richard Sherman has a team. Um, Marshawn Lynch has a team. It's an interesting league. It's different. It's not something that, you know, I'm just going to go buy all the uh, fan gear for. But it's something to kill the time if you want to watch a little bit of football. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, Speaking of T.O., I don't know if you listen to the Pat McAfee show at all.
1: Uh, I mean, not a lot, but...
0: He was recently on there and interviewed, and he was pretty much trying to toot his own horn saying, hey, I'm almost 50 years old, and I can still ball out. I can do better than a majority of the wide receivers out in this league right now. I want to see it. I want T.O. to go out on a team. I want to see I
1: don't doubt it. I mean, when that dude was in the league, his body was a fucking specimen. And he, he still says that he's a stud. Well, I mean, he wore, like skin tight body suits like dick slanging and everything he like to have that type of body like to have that type of confidence like he he probably still could i mean hell jordan wasn't jordan still dropping 40 when he was 50 years old i mean nolan ryan could still throw 90 when he was like 70 so i don't know man i i i used to doubt people when they said you know hey he's he's he can't do th- or he can do this, or he thinks he can still do that. I, I doubt, I doubted that Albert Pujols could still play. What's he doing? It's cranking balls, and he's still raking. So, I mean, let's see it. To I'm with you. Sign with a team, let's see it happen. I mean,
0: we'll get to see a little bit of it with the FCL, uh, but it's not going to be anything because I mean, it's only a half a football field. I want to see him get on a team, I want to see him in Seattle, or I want to see him, hell, go to Kansas City. Um, go to New England. Go somewhere. I want to, Somebody go, give go him a chance. Bay. I know all the NFL owners listen to this show. Each and every one of y'all, give Tio a chance. What do you have to yeah, lose, right? Kick the tires. Have a tryout, at least. Just see try what it runs out. in the 40. I mean, y'all are trying out Colin Kaepernick. Why not try out T.O.?
1: Same thing, as far as I'm concerned. They both That's depend. what I
0: think and from from talking to all the experts right now there's not really a a big group
1: of wide receivers that are going to be top notch coming out of this draft. What no, do you got and, to lose? Yeah, I've been watching these these wide receivers fall in the draft. But so I looked up on RR Sports betting. Um apparently right now all you can bet on is who can who will win the championship for in the USFL? USFL. Yeah. Hell yeah. So so I there's, guess that answers my questions. Eight teams: Birmingham, Houston, Michigan, New Jersey, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Tampa Bay. Who do you think is the odds-on favorite to win it all? Uh, Carolina. So this one has Carolina. Wait, wait! wait. I just threw a name out there. I was like, I didn't even say Carolina. <laughs> I was like, you threw me off. Uh, no, I, I want to say Birmingham. So Birmingham uh, actually has the worst the worst odds. Wow. <laughs> Uh, the number one favorite is the Michigan Panthers um, okay look, trivia question real quick do you know who their quarterback is I do not uh he would be a name he, here let's let's do some trivia he was drafted by the Denver Broncos Simeon uh he was drafted in the first round by the Denver Broncos
0: oh crap I know
1: he's six seven. Or 6'8. He played for Memphis in college. I, I'm I see him. I, I really do. I can't. Oh my God. Tell me. Paxton Lynch. Yep. Paxton Lynch is the quarterback for your Michigan Panthers. Um and th- with, what, with, so what, month, month, what were their what was their uh, odds? They are plus three twenty-five. And then the worst one, Birmingham, they are plus 700. So it's really pretty close. What, what's Houston at? Houston, plus 650. So they are second, second to last. Second to last? Holy yep. shit. Yeah, in, in order, it would be Michigan, Tampa Bay, <clears throat> and then you have three teams tied at 500, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and then New Jersey, Houston, Birmingham.
0: So, Have you seen who is starting for Michigan? Because I'm seeing Shea Patterson on their roster, too. Yeah,
1: so I'm going through the rosters, and um, there's a couple guys. Um, So this one threw me off. This guy's name, he is the offensive lineman for uh, the Houston Gamblers. His name is Tyler Higby, but he's not a tight end for the L.A. Rams. It's a different guy. (laughs) Um, I'm not really recognizing a lot of names. I didn't realize from, Paxton Lynch was that tall. Yeah, Paxton Lynch is huge. I, uh, he. So a- after they drafted him, they, they were saying that there are uh, uh, like heights. You know how they always said that like Drew Brees would never be a quarterback or Russell Wilson would never be a quarterback because they're too short? Right. Well, so there's also a stigma for quarterbacks that are too tall. I didn't know that was a thing, but um, apparently there's never been a successful quarterback that was over 6'6".
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, they have stats for everything. It's really stupid. New Jersey Generals have Jamon uh, Moore,
0: former Green Bay Packer. Okay. Recognize him. Darius Shepherd.
1: I yeah, that uh, name. Paxton Lynch is 6'7". Uh, he was born in San Antonio, Texas, by the way.
0: Good for him, defending the Alamo.
1: This is this is weird. Mm-hmm. On his Wikipedia page, it says his his current team is the Saskatchewan Roughriders.
0: That was my nickname in college.
1: Raw dogging it all, huh?
0: Doing it. <laughs> okay, um. Uh, segue into the next thing. Reports came out this morning that Derek Carr has received a three year extension for I believe 121 million. Yeah. Uh, Uh, I guess this puts to bed all the uh, trade rumors and stuff like that on how he could possibly be going somewhere, and we all figured that that wasn't going to happen once Devontae Adams came over.
1: Um, But good call, bad call? What's your your take on that? I mean, I think it's a good call. Um, I am a huge fan of Derek Carr. Um, Other than the fact that he plays for the Raiders, you know, that I inherently just hate, um, I think he's a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He he still has something to prove, that's for sure. But, I mean, wh- who else are you going to pay, right? Like, there, there are quarterbacks out there that are free agents. Um, the quarterbacks in this draft are not very good, um, besides Desmond Ritter. And Desmond Ritter's not even getting a fair shake. So, um, I mean, he's proven in the league when he's healthy that he can be one of the greatest, right? Right. He is... I mean, I would say he's a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. So, you kind of have to pay that guy. Um, I would prefer to pay a guy who has shown um, he can perform in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, you kind of got to get there and then then do something. And he's only been in the playoffs twice. And I think the first time he was hurt. Right. right. So, uh, that was the year they lost to the Texans. Yeah. I think he got hurt like the week before. And so... He never even got to play. So, I mean, do I think it's a lot of money? Yes. But the way the NFL is going, you have to pay your quarterback, and the quarterbacks make $40 million a year. That's just kind of how it works.
0: Right, and that's the crazy thing. Uh, Just the the dollar amount for players are only going to go up no matter where they're at as far as mediocre to just extremely talented. Um, Last year, Derek Carr came out of the season just – looking like the four front runner running away for MVP.
1: That's what we talked about.
0: First four or five weeks, he was MVP. He was phenomenal. Just putting up crazy numbers, comeback games at first week, one Monday night game against the Ravens. One of the best Monday night games that I've seen in a while. Um, I was like, okay, this is the Derek Carr uh, that we've been waiting for. Right now you're giving him more weapons. Now granted Henry Ruggs did his idiotic thing. He's gone. Um, you still you have Devonte Adams now. You have um, who's the other kid? Hunter Hunter Renfro, yeah.
1: Um, the tight end. Uh, as soon as, I was going to say his name, and then as soon as you said tight end, I freaking lost Darren Waller. Yeah, and now you have a
0: backfield that looks to be getting stronger constantly. Uh, Josh Jacobs, um, Kenya they Drake. Signed, they
1: signed a fullback too, which makes me happy because I don't understand why the NFL has gotten away from a fullback. Um, offensive linemen like a fullback running backs like following a fullback like that is the way to run the football but anyway I,
0: I think that's smart for the raiders because like you said it's been out of the league for so long and i i believe san francisco was one of the few teams that kept a fullback for yeah, the it was like time. san
1: francisco and baltimore and uh i can't remember the other the other team but you, you, either making, way there was you, only yeah there's like four guys You're you're making defensive
0: coaches dust off their old playbooks from the 80s to go ahead and try to figure out how to defend against that, right?
1: On top of that, you're you're replacing – what normal teams are doing is they're just – they're throwing in their, like, their second or third string tight end. And, like, there's a – like, no offense, I don't want to talk mess about these guys because they're on a team, whatever, but there's a reason why those guys are third string tight ends, Right. right? They're not as good as the guys that are starting granted some offenses only look at guys because they want them to catch passes, you know, Travis Kelsey, Greg, or George Kittle, all that. Not saying those guys can't block. That's not what I'm saying. They're just, their main performance is catching the football running down the field. Obviously like we know those guys, but you're, you want a guy like a fullback already knows he's like, I'm on this roster to knock the shit out of people with my face mask. That's all he's supposed to do. Right. Every once in a while you hand him the football, but you like, Fullbacks like Mike Allstott don't exist anymore. There are no no longer going to be any, you know, backfields led by the fullback. That's not going to happen. So you need to to find a guy who likes to play dirty, not dirty like trying to hurt people, but like get in the mix, start knocking people around. That's what fullbacks are there for. And, you know, you have a guy like Josh Jacobs who, yes, he can make guys miss, but why do you want to make him have guys or make him make guys miss Three yards in the backfield. Yeah. Make him make the safety miss because the fullback knocked the shit out of the linebacker. Like, why are we not doing that? I don't know. So, but yeah, I mean, going back to Derek Carr, this is a good team. With him behind uh behind center, last year he threw for forty eight hundred yards. It's the most he'd ever thrown for in his career. Uh touchdowns were a little down, inception interceptions were up, and his QB rating uh was the lowest since 2018. But he got better, right? His completion percentage hasn't been below 68% since 2017. That's where you make your money. Yep. I don't have the stats on, on like in front of me of like how he does on third down, but that guy's a tough guy. There's a reason why John Gruden, RIP, wanted to go and coach this guy, right? Because he's tough. He comes from a football family. His brother, we all know, used to play for the Texans and gets the shit beat out of him. They, they, he Now he's with his best friend. That from college, where they set all kinds of records at Fresno State. So this is a good, promising connection, I think, for the team. I think it's good to make your quarterback feel comfortable after there were some trade rumors, like you said. Sign him for long-term, give him buku bucks, let him know that he's the guy going forward, and I think good things are going to happen. Uh, the problem is, is that he might be the fourth-best quarterback in this division. See, and – I want to apologize to the listeners because of the
0: fact I feel like the past three episodes that we've done, including this one now, we keep talking about the AFC West. But if uh, you look at how stacked they are over there, like I guarantee you ratings for AFC West division games are going to be through the roof yeah. because there's no other division that is this powerful. I, I'm calling it now that a Super Bowl team is coming out of the AFC West in 2022-2023.
1: I mean, no. I, I don't want to disagree with you just because of the simple fact that, you know, my team resides in the AFC West. Right. and I don't want to give them the kiss of death, but I'm, I'm with you. The, the, the plethora of talent that has been infused into the AFC West is ridiculous. And like, I don't even know what to point to. Is it because they all want to they all want to stop Patrick Mahomes? They all want to stop the juggernaut of the Chiefs? Like, I mean, was- I'm wondering if we're going into the mentality of
0: players of they're seeing that Patrick Mahomes is the future. They're seeing that the Kansas City Chiefs are the juggernaut juggernauts that could potentially be this era's New England Patriots, right? And so players and teams are challenging themselves to where they're like, well, if I'm going to claim to be the best, I need to beat the best. And so they're putting themselves in that position instead of going, oh, well, I'm going to go to this one division to where – I'm just going to own every record and this and that. I mean, yeah, that's cool that you put up all these kinds of numbers and this and that. And there's a chance that you're the best, but you know, so and so went over here to this division to where they
1: fought X, Y, Z, Q, blah, 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 whatever, and they dominated, right? Yeah. So. So I'm I'm with you, except for the fact that the Patriots did that since the year 2000. Yeah. They they had the correct owner, the correct GM, and the correct head coach in place. And then they drafted a guy to play quarterback that was tough as fucking nails. And they dominated a division for 20 years. And so, like you said, you know, yeah, you're going to hold all the records and you're going to beat up on sorry teams and you're guaranteeing yourself, you know, five or six wins, you know, already every season. But five or six wins when everyone else is struggling for every win, that puts you in the the catbird seat, man. And we've seen – with a couple of tweaks here and a couple of tweaks there and, you know, a couple of rules, maybe bent or, and, or broken, you can put championship banners up in your room. And so I don't, I don't disagree with you. I I am 100% behind you. That's what Russell Wilson said also is that he, he is going to Denver. He's accepting the trade. He's not scared to play against Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or Derek Carr. None of that phases him. He said, you know, if you want to if you want to win a championship, you've got to beat some really good teams. So why why be scared to play in the same division as them? Right? Yeah. So I'm with you. Like I want that mindset. I want to run through a wall for that guy. But like, on the flip side, if I'm always getting a ticket to the dance, there's a possibility I'm prom king at the end. You know what I mean? True. So I, I don't want to say that you're wrong because you're not. I'm I'm actually agreeing with you. I just feel like We've watched the Patriots do it their way, and they were pretty fucking successful that way too.
0: Right, and whenever they got to the Super Bowls, they never really faced, like, a dominating opponent. You know, no. they were always, for the most part, close games, right? Um, but I don't know. Just looking at this AFC, West, and I don't know why we're in this way, but, like, I believe Kansas City still has one of the top numbers to win the Super Bowl next year. The Buffalo Bills are the number one – I believe, on odds. Um, but, you know, with the loss of Tyreek Hill, nothing like standing out on beefing up their defense. I don't see Kansas City winning the division. Well, they
1: got Justin Reed. I think that's a pretty good game. It, it
0: is a plus, but I don't think that's the sole missing link to that no, defense.
1: I'm with um, you.
0: And, of course, we're saying all this, and the draft hasn't even happened yet, right? Right, yeah. The they haven't even cut down away. the rosters yet. Uh, but you, if you're, t- I, I said it last time, I'm a firm believer in Denver right now. And I'm not just trying to ride your coattails or anything like that, but the way that they're assembling that, if they would have kept Noah Fant in that trade, I would have hands down put money on Denver to win. Uh, so
1: don't, don't sleep on, uh, Albert Owingenbaum. That dude is going to be a sleeper. I'm, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but I can say it now because in our dynasty league, somebody else snaked him. I hate you, Anthony. But anyway, so somebody else has already snaked him because he was a free agent and I was slow on the on the trigger. But if you're if you're drafting late in your fantasy league and you need a backup tight end that's going to score you some touchdowns, Albert Awegnebaum is going to be that guy. He is going to he is going to shock a lot of people. He won't be like Julius Thomas did and just burst on the scene and have, you know, 10 or 12 touchdowns in his first campaign. But He's going to be uh, – he's going to be out. He will be a top a top ten tight end by the end of the season. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. Noah Fant was a huge loss, especially somebody that you drafted in the first round. But to net you Russell Wilson, a Hall of Fame quarterback, can we go ahead and yeah. call him that? I, I, I'm with it, man. The, the Raiders, I'm liking them because of the fact that they picked
0: up Devontae Adams. Their defense is stout. Um, and they're constantly trying to do pick up and get better at that end of the ball. I don't see them being at the bottom like you see it. I see the Chargers being at the bottom of that division just because of the fact like, yeah, they're, they're a good team to watch. But compared to all the other teams in the division, they, they don't match up quite as well. Are they they going to get some surprise wins? Yes. They got Um, Khalil
1: Mack, though, too. I remember that. But he's also up there in age, too. Well, he is, but he's going to be playing on the opposite side of Joey Bosa, right? So, Joey Bosa looks like Von Miller when Von Miller was young. True. And the Broncos brought in uh, uh, DeMarcus Ware, and then that was a dynamic duo that won on the Super Bowl with an aging Peyton Manning. Justin Herbert's not an aging Peyton Manning. So, I, I, I want to say... That, look, the deal is is that if you told me tomorrow the Chargers won the division, I would have, I would have no argument. I would, I would believe you 100%. I think I would be shocked. But if you told me the Raiders won, I would be shocked. That's where I'm at. I think the Raiders are a great team, a good team, but I think they're going to get beat up in this division. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's possible that all four of these teams make the fucking playoffs. We don't know. This is true. You know, now with the, the extra wild card, I mean, anything could happen. But it right now on paper, I think it's clear cut. They're the best division in football right now. But uh, to segue into our sports betting, the Buffalo Bills are your favorite. So who is number two? Let's see, let's see if you can get the top five. Tampa. Tampa is number two, plus 700. So, Buffalo, Buffalo is plus 525. Tampa is plus 700. So, we got three, three more. It's probably going to be the Rams. Let's see. The LA Rams are at 950, and they are, let's see, one, two, <clears throat> three, four. So, they are number five.
0: Okay. Uh, Kansas City.
1: Kansas City is number three. Okay, so number four, it's probably Green Bay, but I don't see that. It is Green Bay, hundred percent. I, I agree with you. The only reason why he's there, why Green Bay is there is because Aaron Rodgers resigned. That's it.
0: I'm going to call it right now. I don't see Green Bay going into the playoffs next year.
1: I think they'll go into the playoffs just because there's extra wild cards, right? I think that helps okay. them out. Um, but, yeah, I, I honestly think Minnesota wins that division. Minnesota wins. I, I
0: can see, depending on how they do in the draft, Chicago uh, picking up a wild card spot.
1: Okay. I, a
0: lot of people are going to give me hate for that, but I, I think with Nagy out, uh,
1: this team can only go up. Well, it, it, it's on the shoulders of Justin Fields. It right. all depends on what Justin Fields we get. If we get the guy from Ohio State that's going to tear it up, cool. Yeah. Then the sky's the limit. But if you get the scared guy that's timid in the pocket, that throws the ball inaccurately runs too much, it's going to be a struggle. Um, I don't think that it's a good idea to change head coaches or offensive coordinators and all that kind of stuff into a guy's second year. Obviously there are circumstances that, you know, contribute to that, whatever, but, uh, it's going to be an uphill battle. Justin Fields is a smart guy. He's a very talented guy. Uh, I loved watching him on QB1. But, I mean, these are these are real struggles. These are challenges that the, even the best players in the NFL can't deal with. So it all depends on him. Now, this year he'll have full offseason, full OTAs, all that kind of stuff, and he'll go in as the guy. There won't be an Andy Dalton that shows up to – take number one snaps, it'll be all on Justin Fields. So I'm, I'm with you. There's a lot of talent on the team. Allen Robinson, lo- losing him is going to suck. Um, Mooney's a pretty good guy. So, you know, there are some talented pieces, but this year's going to be a struggle for them. Um, the good thing for them is they won't finish fourth in the division because they still play with the Detroit Lions. So well, there is that? Some jackass came out and
0: uh, just based off the potential, the teams that the Detroit Lions are playing this year, not even knowing how the schedule is laid I out, saw it, yeah. has Detroit winning like nine
1: or ten games. Yeah. And, and, like, to be fair, when I watched that video, I actually agreed with him. I did. It, because everything that he said was plausible. Now, he forgot that Jared Goff is the quarterback, so I don't know if he remembered that part. But, I mean.
0: Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. I mean, Sean McVay kind of. Got him there. Whatever. Okay. So yeah.
0: He <laughs> played in the Super Bowl.
1: I'll give you that. So did Colin Kaepernick. This is true. Right? So, you know, there's that too. But I mean, the thing is, is like Detroit is is bad. They have what's weird though is that they yeah. have some really good pieces. You know, they have a great tight end. TJ Hawkinson is amazing. And then TJ Hawkinson is is phenomenal. They stole the the running back from Green Bay, uh uh Jamal Williams. Williams. Yep. That guy's a freaking beast. So I mean, if they can draft well, I think they could they can turn that franchise around in a couple of years. But so just looking at some of it,
0: last uh, last year they got DeAndre or Last year or the year before, I can't remember. They got DeAndre Swift at running back, and
1: like yeah, you he said, Jamal hurt, Williams. He hurt basically, A, every a year. good
0: one two punch when DeAndre Swift is uh
1: healthy. I agree. DeAndre uh, Swift's fast, catches the ball in the backfield, Jamal Williams pounds in the middle. I mean that, uh, that's that's uh, Amon uh, Ra
0: St. Brown, they got last year, and he was a surprise pick. Like he came out and actually helped the team at times. they got DJ Chark uh this year in the offseason. They got Josh Reynolds, old man Josh Reynolds. I like Josh uh, Reynolds. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, and then um, their defense, it's not a lot of known guys, but I want to see what they do in the draft, if they're going to go heavy with it. I've been looking at a couple of mock drafts, and they've got uh, them going with Aiden Hutchinson and a couple of them. And,
1: well, so I, I believe that Aiden Hutchinson is the consensus number one. He's going to Jacksonville. So see, I agree with that pick. Um, I'm So I'm not 100% sold to Aiden, Aiden Aiden Hutchinson is like a true number one pick. Okay. But I think he's got the flash, he's got the numbers, and he played at Michigan, so everybody watched him play. So I think that's kind of what's going on. Um, When I watched him, it looked like if he played 40 plays on defense, he might have taken like 10 plays off. Yeah. And so that's not a lot when you look at it as 25%, but the fact that in this world where you're rotating guys in constantly, why is he taking any plays off? True. Right. And like, maybe he changes his mind in college, but we've seen guys do that and then continue to do it in the pros. They continue to make business decisions. And I, I'm not, I'm not sold on that now to be fair. I say that. And then the the mock draft that I'm looking at, they have Detroit taking Trayvon Walker, uh, defensive lineman from Georgia I haven't seen any tape on Trayvon Walker. So, like, is it fair to be going after Aiden Hutchinson and I don't know anything about Trayvon? I, I mean, no, it's not fair, but I'm going to say it anyway because I have a microphone in front of my face. But I agree with you. I think if, if they can shore up the defense and, and at least stop the run, the, they'll have a chance in a couple of games. But, I mean, you look at teams like Washington where they just they stack the front seven it's really hard to do a lot of things against Washington. The reason why Washington was losing a lot of games is because they just kept self-destructing. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I think they need to draft defensively, and I'm a big believer in drafting front seven. Um, there's a lot of talk about drafting uh, Sauce, the cornerback. I, I like him a lot. He's definitely a lockdown corner. Um, he's a guy that, I mean you plug him in and you just kind of forget about that quarter of the field, you know what i mean? But so, is he's more of a like a defined like he's more of a, an established piece. Like you don't draft somebody like that until you have a good solid foundation. So somebody came out and did
0: found out that since 2000, the number 2 pick in the first round, only six defensive players have ever been picked. Okay. They listed off the names, whatever. Not one has ever been a defensive back, like a safety or cornerback. Oh, really? So, in 21 years, we've never seen a cornerback or a safety taken at number two. I don't think we're going to see that happen this year. If Detroit does that, as much as Sauce is as good as people are saying, and they're worried about his injuries and stuff like that, if they take him at
1: number two, they are looking to just – Royally screw up this draft. um I mean, I, I don't know if they would royally screw it up by going against the grain. But Ahmad Ahmad Garner is a great player. He is, he's under. I think he's underrated or under, under like I'm, 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 he's not pop, he's not as popular as he should have been because he played at Cincinnati, right? If he right. played at LSU, he's probably drafted number one, right? So a lot like the, a lot of the knocks against him is the competition he played against. But at the end of the day, he's 6'3", 190 pounds, and a phenomenal player. Right. So, look, I I agree with you that I like to go with trends. I mean, that's kind of how we bet our whole lives, you know. You follow yeah. the trends, you bet the trends. But if they took Sauce there, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, af- I mean, after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. There are a million different scenarios, a million different slots for, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett or uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Like, there are people all over the place. Charles Cross is a name that has been flying up draft boards. Um, apparently, um, he – the stat that I heard for him, Charles Cross played for Mississippi State. Um, that's um, Mike Leach's offense. He played for Mississippi State. They He dropped back. 1200 times in pass protection jesus so that's the knock on him is that well maybe he can't run block at the next level this dude's six five, three hundred and seven 307 pounds i jesus. guarantee you he can run block he just he didn't have to do it he did his job so um but he is apparently interviewing very well with all the teams they like what he has to say they like what he brings to the table uh he's apparently very very sharp very smart guy uh especially when it comes to um like NFL or uh, football IQ. He played left tackle, and he dropped back 1,200 times for pass protection. So, I mean, clearly they trusted him, you know. So, that guy's climbing up boards. Um, The Derek Stingley guy from uh, LSU, he sat out last year because of COVID reasons and all that. Um, I think that's another good good pick there. He could go in the top five. Uh, These players on the defensive side are phenomenal players. Uh, the guy you sent me the TikTok video, Trevor Penning, that guy's gonna he's gonna break some hearts. Whoever yep. drafts that guy, he's gonna knock some dicks into the dirt the first year. That is a beast of a man. He's he's salty. He 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 wants to humiliate the people on the other side of the ball. And uh, just in case you're worried about him not holding his own, he's six seven, three twenty. He's got it. Jesus. He's a beast of a man. He he's he's insane. Well, well, since maybe- we're on
0: Draft Talk, you know me. I always give love to the O-line just because they're the unsung heroes, as I've always said. One guy I've been looking at from northern Iowa, I- Iowa is uh, Trevor Penning, offensive line left tackle.
1: That's what I was uh, just talking about.
0: I know, but I'm oh. just oh. continuing on.
1: Oh, I was like, did you not hear me?
0: I did. <laughs> um, he makes monster holes, but he he's very quick on his feet, and a lot of people – are saying that his footwork is the biggest problem. I see him going in the first round. A lot of people don't, uh, just off some of the draft mock drafts I'm seeing. But, again, I've told you, a majority of the mock drafts that we see, like, these people are morons. I think they just throw names into a hat and say, oh, we'll see what this happens. Like, I'm looking on our favorite guys over at CBS – and Ryan Wilson is saying that three quarterbacks are coming out in the first round.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't see that, but so uh, it could happen.
0: But I also see it as like the three quarterbacks that keep saying Malik Willis, uh, Kenny Pickett, and Matt Corral; those three right now, I could see being available in the second round if you wanted to wait till then. I don't. I see agree him. with
1: you a hundred percent.
0: I mean, outside of maybe Carolina but I still feel like Carolina has enough draft capital to where they can get away with getting like Baker Mayfield dirt cheap or Jimmy Garoppolo dirt cheap.
1: So, and I agree with you. I I think the only team I think that should be drafting quarterback in the first round is probably Carolina. Right. But, but But I can totally understand. I'm not going to draft quarterback in the first round. I'm going to trade back. If somebody wants to draft quarterback because the draft class next year for quarterback is supposed to be head and shoulders better than this. And like, looking at this other mock draft, this is, uh, this is Will Brinson. This is his mock draft. He has uh, Kenny Pickett going to Carolina at six. Okay. that I get that. That makes sense. I think it's not wise, but I get that. But this is where it gets interesting. He also has um, Malik Willis going at 19 to the Saints, which I don't see that happening. Right after that, he has Matt, Matt Corral going to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at twenty, and then if you scroll down a little bit further, he has Desmond Ritter going to Tennessee at twenty-six. So he's got four quarterbacks going in the first round. I I, I would I love to that hear at all. I I, I would, would love to hear why Tennessee
0: would take Desmond Ritter at, in the first round. Please, I, I
1: would be surprised that if if any quarterback not named. Malik Willis is taken in the first round, right? I understand the, the, the appeal of Kenny Pickett. I just don't think he's that great a quarterback, whatever, but Malik Willis, I at least see if you have an established starter that's aging, right? I can see drafting Malik Willis because he has all the feet, all the hands, all the throws, the body type, everything like he has it all. It's just raw. Right. You just need to mold it a little bit. And then he's going to be an NFL quarterback. Right. But right now, he's not worth a first round draft pick. I don't think. Unless you're, you know, drafting what you know 30th overall. Right? Like uh, none, none they the, see it.
0: None of these quarterbacks with what you're saying and the teams that they potentially could go to, none of these quarterbacks are worth a first round right now. Go ahead. So Carolina. I want to say no right out the gate i know i said they could be a potential but i say no because you traded for sam Darnold for a reason he's going into his second year build around him see if your trade value was worth sam Darnold. if he flunks again you get a high draft pick i have to double check to make sure they didn't give away uh 2023 first round pick go from there and if he doesn't work out hey you're high end on the board to go ahead and get another quarterback that's coming out of this next class like you said so Pittsburgh I can kind of see taking a quarterback but is it a little too early to jump the gun on that yes you you lost Dwayne Haskins RIP dude um, but like yeah that's it, pretty sad it, is it worth going ahead and taking one of these quarterbacks in the first round or can no. you go ahead and suffer one more year? And get somebody else who could be your potential franchise quarterback. Because we've said it many times, and many experts well, have said it before. None of these quarterbacks coming out of this draft are franchise quarterbacks
1: that are going to lead a team to a Super Bowl and be in the league for ten plus years. Well, so and on top of that, I don't think I think suffering for Pittsburgh is the wrong the wrong adjective because I believe in Mitchell Trubisky. I think I do he can do well. I think him getting shipped out and going to Buffalo and being a backup for a while, it it probably humbled him. It you know, it reconnected him to the game and I think he's going to do really well in Pittsburgh. I think we're going to be shocked at how good he can actually play in yep. Pittsburgh. Um that's a good team. They they don't have um they lost Juju, right? Which I'm fine. But following. I think that was okay. I think they still have the Deontay Johnson guy. Deontay Johnson. They still have uh, your guy, Claypool, right? They drafted Najee Harris. I think they're going to be okay. And then plus, they have my favorite guy that was in the draft a couple of years ago, Pat Fryermuth. I love that dude. Yeah, he is a fucking workhorse at tight end. So I think if they can stay and draft, you know, defensive guys build that defense back up to you know pittsburgh not not necessarily a steel curtain but at least you know a a, a replica of what they used to be on defense smash mouth football i think that they could surprise some people that division is ready to be won yep cleveland is falling apart baltimore is unsure of their quarterback play and cincinnati they they blew everybody out last year but, I mean, they were close. I mean, they didn't blow everybody out. They, they surprised everybody and made it all the way to the Super Bowl. But they were winning close games. Yep. So, now, I'm not saying, you know, that I'm predicting that Pittsburgh's going to win. But I'm saying they got a freaking shot. Like, let's, let's see what – because just because you can draft a quarterback this year doesn't mean you have to. Correct. And so, I'm with you. I think all of these quarterbacks, except for I think Malik Willis has, has talent-wise on paper to be drafted number one. I mean, uh, drafted in the first round. I could see that. But all these other guys, you can wait on. They don't have yeah. the grades. They're not impact players. None of those guys are going to be starters week one. None yeah. of them. They're not ready for that. And if they are, your team is way, way, way worse off than we think they are. But so, g-
0: Going back to Pittsburgh, if, if Chris Olaf from Ohio State drops down for Pittsburgh to grab, I would grab him, and he would make a solid number three for those other two, right? I, I'm uh,
1: not with that. I still think they need to go defense. but Well,
0: I agree with you on that, right? But depending on who's out for defensive-wise, because, I mean, they picked up um, Miles Jack. They've got Fitzpatrick. Um, they lost Joe Hayden. I, I'm missing somebody from the defensive. Line. They, they've got T.J. White. Yeah, I um, mean,
1: they, they have –
0: they have the Devin Bush in
1: place, but I mean, I, I feel like they're, they're missing in the secondary is what I'm thinking, but I mean, I've been wrong before I, I'm looking at, uh, this is somebody that I really respect Lance Zerline. I'm looking at his mock draft. Okay. He has the Pittsburgh Steelers drafting Kenny Pickett at number 20. No. And so like, I, I, I don't like it. I don't want to knock the guy because I really respect him, but there's a reason why people are putting quarterbacks there, and it's because there is no faith in Mitchell Trubisky. Um, and so if there's no faith there, I can I can understand. Um, they've already been quoted as saying that he's a stopgap. He's a guy that's a go-between. He's a guy to fill a space until they can draft a starter. But I don't know. I, I think we're going to be more surprised – by how Mitchell Trubisky plays, and it'll end up being a wasted draft pick, I think, if they go for a quarterback.
0: I, I'm seeing one draft uh, with the Steelers taking our boy Trevor Penning at number 20. I'm seeing one with Matt Corral at 20. Uh, Trent McDuffie from Michigan – or, I'm sorry, Washington. Okay. Um, cornerback, so there – helps you out there. Desmond Ritter. And uh, Traylon Burks from Arkansas. I
1: mean, Desmond Ritter. So I like, I like Desmond Ritter. I've said that a million times, but I think you can get him in the second round. I don't think you even have to trade to get up to get him. I agree. he be available at the end of the second round. So he, I mean, I don't think he'll be available in the third round. So I wouldn't wait that long. But I mean, if you're at the top end of the third round and you want to trade back into the second round to get him at the bottom, I think that's what makes sense. Um, this draft, this mock draft for, uh, Lance Zerline, he has Trayvon Walker going number one to Jacksonville. I kind of like that pick better. Say it again. Trayvon Walker from Georgia, the defensive end, he has him going number one to Jacksonville. And I'm kind of, I'm for that. Um, If you remember, Georgia had the best defense in the nation last year, and I don't even think it was close. I mean, Alabama has a defense that was pretty good, but Georgia was like, they were lights out all year long. And I think that's because of the presence of these guys on the front. Um, and like I said, I think the knock on Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson is that he took plays off. I, I, and like, I've seen minimal things. Like, this is what gets me. I've, I know I just said this and I went on a rant, but I'm going to do it again. I've seen minimal plays, minimal game film from Aiden Hutchinson. Like, when I say minimal, like two quarters worth total, Right. And he took off like 10 plays in what I've watched. And I just, I can't, I can't get my mind wrapped around that. Like, could you imagine J.J. Watt taking a playoff? No. No, if he takes a playoff, he's on the goddamn sideline, right? He's not putting his hand in the dirt and then going, eh, half-ass. He doesn't do that. And so you're going to tell me that in college you were doing that. In the NFL, you're just magically going to turn the switch on and you're like, no, I'm going to go every play. I don't think so. And so I think that's probably why in this draft he's falling to to number two, which number two is not very far to fall. You're still gonna get a big ass contract. But right. um I mean the Texans are going number three, draft an offensive tackle from Alabama, Evan Neal. I'm all about that. He has uh Sauce Gardner, Ahmad Garner going to the New York Jets at number four. That possible, makes sense. Dude. They like to draft quarterbacks like that. I mean, they had uh, Rivas Island for all that, all those years. So that makes sense. That's kind of, that make. I don't know. It feels natural to me. And plus he's that good a player. So I'm all for that. And then they got to round out the top five. He's got Kayvon Thibodeau going to the Giants. That makes sense. You know, they're going to go back to their roots where they had the, the fast, the fast front four, and they could get after the quarterback. And that's how they beat Peyton. I mean, uh, Tom Brady, all those years. So, I mean, I kind of like it. I'm all for it. I mean, after that, it's kind of a smorgasbord of stuff moving around. That's Um, what I
0: like about this year's draft compared to last year's. Last year, we were so bogged down with everybody talking about these mediocre quarterbacks and somebody coming out and saying this is going to be the first time in NFL draft history where the top five picks are going to be quarterbacks, and we didn't see that happen. It didn't happen. But we we told
1: you here that wasn't going to
0: happen. You look at the draft Capital that's available as far as player wise like it's so wide open. I'm I'm almost afraid to make a mock draft not that I have money on picking the most correct draft order or whatever but like you have so many teams with so many picks in the first round that are eligible to be traded to move up move down you have offensive defensive line secondary like every part of this draft with the exception of quarterback in my opinion. Are phenomenal pieces. And the first two, maybe even the first three rounds, are gonna be some of the most exciting draft picks that we've seen in a in a while, right? Now, for the most part, your first round, your second round are pretty exciting, and it tapers off after that. I think the first three rounds are gonna determine which team comes out ahead this upcoming season. Now, I'm not saying they're gonna win the Super Bowl. Um, and I'm not. I'm just saying it because they're probably at the bottom of the list. Houston Texans. Houston Texans have a lot of picks coming into this draft. They could possibly come out and do what Cincinnati did this past season, right? A lot of people were saying that's a possibility just because Cincinnati did it. Well, if Nick Casario does the right thing, drafts the right people, but you can say that about
1: anything, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on the opposite spectrum. Um, I kind of disagree with you. I think this is probably the most discounted draft we've had in a while. I feel like All the moves that we've seen in the offseason are because the talent-wise, offensively in the NFL draft, is just not there. Um, Wide receivers that we've been talking about, um, the Drake London kid from USC, um, even... <clears throat> who's the wider james williams from jameson williams from alabama mm-hmm. Traylon, Traylon burks is the guy that i think has been shooting up the draft board Traylon he's burks a very been, good player and very he's well underrated because he came out of arkansas so i'm i'm watching that but i mean as far as offensive talent like it's jameson uh Jamison williams and then it's a lot chris Olave, and then there's a bunch of guys so I'm thinking that the reason why we saw all the freaking moves that we saw in the off season is because offensively the talent's just not there on day one in the draft. I could Absolutely. be wrong. I mean, we've all been wrong about a lot of things. It's not this a big deal. I'm just saying that for whatever reason, that's the sense that I get. And I feel like GM's responded by making all the trades that they made. I mean, I think there were uh, 10 number one wide receivers or, or 10 solid number two wide receivers traded In the offseason. So, I mean. So, I'm going to say this
0: with, if you look for wide receivers in this draft, you're not going to see a Devontae Adams. You're not going to see some star-studded player come out and be the number one immediately. And again, I could be wrong. But the first three names I'm looking at right now, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, any of those three are going to be a good number two, number three. They're going to be a good uh, McCall Hardman. They're going to be a Hunter Renfro. They're going to be a Julian Edelman before he became number one. Right? Like these are going to be complementary players, complementary players that make the other, the rest of the team better. And so I like that. I find that exciting because these are hidden gems that defenses are going to just like slack on. Oh shit, Chris Olav just got a 15-yard reception, put them in range to win the game, right? Shit like that. That's what excites me about it. And, again, a lot of the offensive line, a lot of defensive players, especially the front seven that are coming out available in this draft are going to make or break teams, right? And I know I'm I'm speaking in terms as far as, like, well, that's just cliche. That's one way or another of NFL. But you look at these players, and depending on where they get placed into and if they get that starting role – you're going to see, let's just say, Detroit Lions go from a last-place team to, oh, shit, they're a divisional contender because of how they drafted, right? True. Um, it, it's Draft time is very fun for me, especially right now when you have the talent that is available, right? Last yeah. year, we've talked 10 kinds of shit about it, and I still think that was the most unimpressive draft that we've had in a long time. But now I'm going in hyped up about this one just because it's an all-around – draft
1: it's not there's more uncertainty um and there's a lot of talent in the trenches i I think this might be last year's offensive line draft was pretty pretty talented yeah um this one's pretty good too um but i think this one's more defensive line i think that's more where the talent is obviously there's some gems at every skill position and all that kind of stuff um i just think that drafts like this don't have as much pizzazz because there's just not a like a unified number one quarterback right there's always more hype when like remember when it was Andrew Luck and RG3 right there was so much hype around that draft they broadcast their pro days live like they were it was all over the place this year there's not as much about it I mean they talk about it just because they always talk about it but it's not like Here's your number one draft pick. Uh, you know, might as well go ahead and put the Detroit Lions on the clock because we know who Jacksonville's taking. Well, we don't, right? Right? But there, there have been a couple of times where we knew uh, Baker Mayfield's going number one. Uh, Kyler Murray's going number one. I bet on those and made some money on them. So, I mean, we knew that stuff was happening this year. Man, it could be Sauce going number one. Man, true. I have I have no idea what's going to happen. Well, I think it's because
0: of the fact these are positions that aren't money grabbers, right? Like, nobody right, goes out and buys an staff offensive staff. tackle's
1: jersey unless they're just right. friends of the yeah. family like, I don't see many right? 79s in the jersey Jersey department, you know? Did you watch J.J. Watts' pro day? I, didn't you, even, I wasn't even aware he had a pro day.
0: Exactly. That's my point, right? And when he got drafted, people were like, who the fuck
1: is this guy? Boo! Like, and, the, one, the one defensive player that I remember having a pro day, I think, was Jadavian Clown. Yes. And I don't even it, think he had to. I think he knew he was going number one.
0: Yeah, because he that one hit he had that knocked the helmet off that made him a star-studded household name, right? What? So um, to
1: be fair, that's what's happening to Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett made the one fake slide touchdown, and now everybody's like, "Oh, hey, Kenny Pickett!" <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just not for that. Like, I think he's a mediocre quarterback at best.
0: I know we we went on a little rant with the NFL draft coming up. It is on schedule right now. Hopefully, life doesn't get in the way, but. Zach and I will be live together um, watching the draft. We're going to try to live stream our, our podcast while we're doing that. We're both um, just dumb when it comes to technology, uh, so we'll try to mean. figure it out. I don't care if I, we got to go on Facebook Live on one of our phones to get it done, but we're going to try to do that. So if you want, tune in. If you're not following us on Facebook or Twitter or all that other stuff to try to catch us, Find us on there, two be athletes talk sports. They're easy to find. You see our two ugly mugs on there. So, looking forward to that. We don't know if it's going to be a hot tub kind of scenario, if it's going to be a cigar shop scenario, or if it's going to be in a poker room scenario. We don't know where we're going to be, but we're going to be watching the draft. We're going to be updating y'all with it live.
1: Well, Whew. go Astros. That's all I got to say.
0: Fucking Astros. Let's go.
1: Um, I do have one. I don't even really want to talk about it because he's such a bitch, but apparently Aaron judge, <laughs> the Yankees tried to make him like the highest paid position player of all time. And they couldn't get a deal worked out. And now they're asking him, this is what's fucked up. They're asking him about it, about his contract situation. And he basically said, I'm just going to play out the season. And then I'm going to listen to all 30 teams and see what they have to say. Like, like, I kind of feel like that's the wrong thing to say before the season starts, right? If the season was over and you were no longer putting that uniform on like Garrett Cole did, I'm all for you. I don't know. I'm going to distance myself from the team. I'm going to listen to some guys. I'm going to talk to my parents. I'm going to talk to my agent and I'm going to make the decision that's best for my family. Like I get that, but Aaron, Aaron is a bitch. So he went out there and just said, you know what? The Yankees didn't offer me what I wanted or we didn't couldn't come to an agreement. Fuck them. I'm going to listen to all 30 teams. I just think that divides the locker room. I think that that, well, that starts off you know, just a bad taste in the mouth for the season. Like It's stupid.
0: Why would he do that? I, I, I don't blame him for doing that because last year he was on the chopping block for being traded, and it was open that the Yankees were potentially looking to trade Aaron Judge. So if they can't come to an agreement for a contract that he feels like he's worth, fuck it. Go listen to everybody else, right? And right if you now. don't get picked up, hey, man, it, it's grown-up time. You decide, do you want to pl- be a Yankee or do you want to go somewhere else and make less than what you're expecting,
1: right? Yeah. I, I, just, I just don't like him. So, basically, anything that he does, I'm going to be against. Again, um,
0: he's, he's one of those players that I feel the same with many is, like, I respect your game. Yeah. But as a human being, I don't like you.
1: No, he, he's a bitch. He right. is the biggest bitch in sports, and I say that literally and figuratively. Like he's he's well, the Braun biggest right whining bitch them. ever, but he's also like six eight, so fuck him. LeBron I'm James so is pain. right there. But anyway, let's make let's make some picks real quick. Way too early picks for MLB. Who are you picking to come out of the National League?
0: Mm, I'm going to go with. I want to go with the Mets again like I did last year. <laughs> I was about, I about really to say, do. I know where
1: you're going. I
0: really do. Um, um You know what? I'm going to – wait, to go to the World Series or – Yeah, go to the World Series. Represent the NL in the World Series. I'm stuck between Phillies and Mets. Uh, I think it's going to come out of the East this year. The Phillies has such amazing bats. Now, granted, they're sitting just three and two right now, but uh, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go with the Mets.
1: I am going with the Colorado Rockies. You're fucking nuts. No, dude. I'm really nuts. liking this team. I'm liking the offense that they're producing. I think Chris Bryant was a hell of an addition. Obviously, it came at the expense of nolan arenado which is terrible because he's probably the world's greatest third baseman but dude charlie blackman is the man and he had an off year last year and i think he's gonna bounce back to a guy who hits 360 he could hit 25 30 bombs he can have 100 rbis um i like this kid connor joe which is the weirdest name but i really like it um I'm, I'm between, honestly, I'm between the Rockies and I'm between the Cubs. I think the Cubs could do something. Um, We've already seen their international draft pick, the Suzuki kid. He's already dropping bombs left and right. Um, They're three and one right now. They've only played three games and they played, the or they only played four games. They played uh, the Brewers for all of those games. So pretty good that they're up three, one on the Brewers already, but um, they're going to have to face the Cardinals in that division, which is pretty tough. I think they'll end up beating up on each other. And uh, I'm just going to – I'm going to stick with the Rockies, man. It's going to be a long shot, but that's well, what I'm picking.
0: So, I'm going to remind you of something from last year. And I don't know if you remember it or not, but the Baltimore Oriole, Orioles came out and were on fire, four and two in their first six. Okay. People were starting to say, whoa, this is a team we need to look out for. This is a scary team. Um Their first four games, they beat Boston three and went one and two against the Yankees. Then they went and had just garbage season, 52 and 110, right? Okay. We had a jacked-up preseason for baseball. Colorado Rockies are taking advantage right now of teams still rubbing the sleep out of their eyes, getting their fucking stretches on. They're rolling out of bed. They haven't had their first cup of coffee yet.
1: All right. Okay. Uh, I'm with you there. So
0: I, I love your enthusiasm, but it's Colorado. Colorado does great at home because of the altitude and study. People are starting to show studies of this to where like Colorado does amazing at home, but once they get to other
1: people's levels, they suck. Um, so I guess maybe I should tell you that I was, I was kidding. Okay. You know, I'm really going to pick the Cubs. I think the Cubs are going to win the National League. Okay. That's my thought. It was honestly it was between the Cardinals and the Cubs. Who do you got for American? For the American League, this is the tougher one. Um, the White Sox. Ooh. Yeah. I I would. It would be crazy to see. The Cubs play the White Sox in the World Series. I don't think that's ever happened. Um, but they're just – they're such a good team. They've got young talent. They've got leadership. They've got good pitching. they got a great manager. It's like, this is their time. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the White Sox are predicted to win 91 games in the regular season. That's, like, fifth best. I just – part of me – like so, I want to pick the Astros. Full disclosure – That's what I want to go with, but I don't know who Justin Verlander is going to be. I don't know who Lance McCullers is going to be when he comes back. I don't know if, uh, Jeremy Pena is going to be anything other than a glove, right? If he's a glorified Adam Everett and you, you know who Adam Everett is, most people that are listening are like, who the fuck's that guy? Uh, Adam Everett is basically a shortstop who hit 218 or 220, but made like phenomenal plays defensively. Now, Pena obviously has the glove in the arm. He's he's hitting right now, but is that going to continue once pitchers get a little bit more film on him and start to figure him out? I don't know. So there's that question mark there. Then on top of that, who's going to be the everyday center fielder for the Astros? Right? Jake Myers is coming back from a pretty severe shoulder injury. Uh, Siri is a good fill-in guy, but he's more of a speedster. I don't know if he's an everyday player. And Chas McCormick, I I hate every inch of his swing. It is the most horrid swing that I've ever seen. Um, I mean, clearly he's making it work somehow, you know, but it's just – I don't know. So there's too many questions for the Astros. Um, and then the Blue Jays, I just don't believe in them. They lost Marcus Stroman. I, I don't think that – I mean – Look, the Blue Jays are being picked to, to win the AL East, and they very well could. I just don't see it. They're a good, talented young team. Bo Bichette, obviously, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., you know, uh, George Springer. Like, we know all the players. Like, I could name all of them. We know all the players. They just got to put it together. And I don't know if they have enough pitching, starting pitching, to to win in a playoff series. So I'm going to go White Sox-Cubs. <sighs>
0: White sox I want to get behind you on that. Cleveland is starting to show a little bit of of something might be there. Again, it's still a little early. You know, Jose Ramirez leading the team, leading the league, and RBIs is with 11 right now. Um, Oscar Maroc- uh, Mercado yeah. is right there behind him with eight. So, I mean, they've got the bats going for them. I, I've got to watch a little bit more on Cleveland to go ahead and say I'm fully behind them. I can be behind you on Chicago. They've got such a good young team to where. Yeah. You're picking Cleveland. I'm not picking them. Oh, I've got to watch more like, before I say holy it. Holy shit. I'm saying though, they okay. could give Chicago a run. Okay. They could.
1: Okay.
0: I am. I, I feel like I'm repeating last year. I have a lot of faith in Toronto. I really do. I, I really, really like that. Te- I really like that team. Um, Tampa Bay can always surprise
1: you, though. Tampa Bay hey, comes oh, out of nowhere, and they're built really well. They really are. Um, so, you're, so okay. Who are you picking for the AL? Uh, gun to the head. Gun to the head. I'm going Astros. All right. So you got Astros. Who did you say? Mets. Astros, Mets, and I got the Chicago series. Okay. I have a question for you uh real quick just cuz I pulled it up titties it's usually the answer so who do you think has the highest projected winning pers- winning total for the season regular season not playoffs anything like that dodgers yeah 98.5 wins and Rich- then the the next place team the second place team is 92.5 so do you know they didn't even win the division last year?
0: Did they? No, the Giants no, did. That's
1: what I'm saying. The Giants won the division. They have the Giants projected to win 85 and a half games. Wow. This is it's so weird. They play well, fundamentally sound baseball, and they pitch really well. And last year, they were mashing long balls like crazy. But th-
0: whoever wrote that, if uh, major media, they're biased, right? Yes, they- yeah. They, they always have the Dodgers. They always have the Lakers. They always, like... I mean,
1: the Dodgers are pretty stout. Team. Don't
0: get me wrong. They are very stout. Like, you look at that lineup on paper and you're... I, I shiver just because I'm like, I wouldn't want to face any of them on either
1: side no. of the ball. I mean, especially them adding freaking Freddie Freeman. Like, what the hell? Right. That's such bullshit. But on top of that, so... um. Oh shit, I never lost my train of thought. I was going to talk about another team that um
0: oh god, the Braves.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, the Braves, but they lost a lot of players, right? So mm. um the Braves are showing 90 and a half wins. But the Dodgers, I guess what I don't understand is the Dodgers are supposed to win 98 games. Mm-hmm. They got to play the Giants like 26 times. Mhm. That's cuz that's their division rival. Like I don't Right. Don't forget
0: about San Diego, too.
1: Oh yeah. So the San Diego, the Padres are there on this list too. Where the hell are the Padres? 88 and a half. Um, they have the Red Sox up there. The Phillies aren't a team to sleep on. I kind of like the Phillies. Um, they have the angels and the Mariners at 84 and a half. There's no way the angels and Mariners can win 84 and a half and the Astros win 92. There's no way that that happens. Right. They got to beat up on somebody. Oh, oh, the twins, the twins are a, or a, a weird, a weird team. Um, obviously the addition of Carlos Correa and then Byron Buxton is probably one of my favorite players in major league baseball. So I'm, I'm, I'm not completely sold that they can even win their division, but, um, that's a team to watch. Carlos Correa is a, is a lightning bolt. I know that, you know, he's probably not who we should talk about because he, you know, gave the finger to the Astros, but, I don't know. That's my sleeper team. I'm gonna put them out there. They're gonna make a wild card. I can see that. I don't see them going deep, though. No, no, I agree with you. I don't think they have the pitching for that. But anyway, we'll get more into depth in baseball as the season rolls on. Um, but man, God, it's just it's good just to be back behind the microphone, man. Absolutely. So, uh Anyway, the next time that you're pissing on a urinal cake, standing next to uh, some random dude, why don't you just go ahead and mention two the athletes talk sports, you know, while you got your dick in your hand. It's kind of weird, but seems like a bonding moment. Next time you're at the dentist and he's putting his finger in your mouth,
0: go ahead and suck on his finger real quick. And when he has that shock look, be like, oh, hey, do you listen to the athletes talk sports? Dude, my dentist would probably freak the fuck out. It reminds
1: me of this meme that I saw, and it was this chick, and she says that, uh, so I hooked up with this guy on Tinder, and uh, he was going down on me from behind, and I clenched my butt cheeks, and I touched his nose, and I said, got your nose, (laughs) because I haven't heard back from him. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyways.
0: Guys, we appreciate y'all listening to us. Don't forget to follow us on all things social media. We're there every now and then. We're up on the TikTok a and whatnot. Uh, this has been another episode of 2. One to be Athlete Talk Sports? I'm Ed.
1: I'm Zach.
0: See you next time, assholes. Always.